Sanchez making a Saturday with the... Everything news was forced to get off of home base. We thought it was too dangerous. They said too many people are getting hurt. There were 10 people that were taken off site. A lot of people have been talking about these fires, but it was so much more than that. Podcast 99. All right. Podcast 99. We have yet another survivor story going on today. We have our good friend Andy here. He, uh, I've been waiting to get you in here for a while, and I'm glad that I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Um, we threw this live event. You contacted me a little bit before through, I guess, one of your friends that heard the show. Yes. You went to Woodstock '99 in from the very start until the bitter end. Yes. You saved everything because <laughs> yes. you're like me, an archivist, a, <laughs> yes. a cultural hoarder. And, uh, yeah, you had some amazing stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here with your giant stack of disposable camera pictures, which are amazing. I wish I could put them all oh, online. Hey, man, those were 35 millimeter pictures. I bought a nice camera. Whenever, <laughs> whenever I see any, like, print photo, I'm just like, oh, it's got to be – you know, yeah. if it's from Woodstock 99, I just assume it's, it's disposable camera. But it's not. That was a $1,000 camera. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you can't but, tell. But, but, yeah, it's, it's funny how uh, – yeah, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, here we are. We're going to start at the top. You have a long story. You were sober the, yeah, the entire yes, time, yes. which is which is a, a rarity uh, for a lot of the people that went. And you remember a lot because you saved so much stuff. So, this yes. is going to be good. This is going to be detailed. I'm very excited. It's very hot in this room, as it always is. And I had a long night last night. So, it's all coming out through my pores. But that's kind of in the tradition <laughs> of, of Woodstock 99. If I do say so myself. So it works best for me if you ask me questions, but we'll, we'll, oh, we'll, uh, I got you. Here. All right. Start, let's start at the beginning. You went to Woodstock 94. Yes. All right. How the, did you get there? The brief, what was that like? the brief story on Woodstock 94 is, uh, I, I've been in love with Woodstock since I was a boy. Classic grew up classic rock, loved the documentary Woodstock, the first Woodstock. Uh, and when I heard about 94, uh, things fell into place for me to attend, and uh, I gotta go. Now, the only hitch with Woodstock 94 is you had to buy two tickets, and I didn't have anyone to go with. And was so, that how it was from the start, as that far, you had to buy two? As far as I know. I know All Weird. I know is that when I bought mine, I had to buy two. I wouldn't be surprised if they changed that. Anyway, right. so I went out on AOL.com to the message boards, and I posted, hey, I have an extra ticket. This guy in Buffalo responded, and I rolled the dice. The guy in Buffalo seemed fine through email, and he was. He was a total decent guy, not any problems or anything. So I drove from Green Bay, Wisconsin, to Buffalo. From Buffalo to, where was it, Bethel in, in 94? I can't remember. Uh, uh, Utica. Utica, yeah. okay. And then from Utica, they sent us up to Albany, which I'm told, I don't know, I'm a Midwestern guy, I'm told that... All the, that's a long drive. But right. I, what do I know? I already drove cross country. So we drove up to Albany, waited five hours in line to catch a bus, school bus, bust in, and uh, we were on our own. You got out of the bus. We had to find a place to put a tent. We found other tents. <laughs> I'll never forget, after we put up our tent, I was so beat, I went right to sleep. When I woke up the next day, that whole field was that whole field was full of tents, just wall to wall tents. It just happened around you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then that day we walked to the main stage. 
We camped out uh, to the right of the main stage. We weren't in any mosh pits or anything. I stayed there all day. My friend, my new friend, (laughs) lasted um, half the day. And he said, I'm going to go take off and look at things. I was there for the music. Um, Then it rained and Nine Inch Nails came on covered in mud and I I had seen Nine Inch Nails in 94 so I was like oh this is a good time to head back to the tent right it was so muddy I'd never been anything like that every step you took your your feet slipped so I ended up back at the tent um my friend I can't remember his name uh joined me in the tent later we fell asleep woke up the next day and he said, I remember hearing Metallica from the tent. That's how loud Metallica was. Um, he said, hey, we should go. This was Saturday. I spent all day Saturday there. And then he said, Sunday morning, we should go. I wanted to stay till Monday. Right. And, and he wanted well, to go on warrior. Sunday you're, morning. You're literally like a rock and roll warrior yes. when yeah. it comes to that shit. Big fan. From, from yeah. what I've gathered from you, yeah. And I'm not, a, I'm not a camper, but I was ready to do it. And my Midwestern niceties... I, re- I remember laying in that tent quietly, and uh, I finally said, okay, because I was too nice, a Midwesterner. And he- we had driven together. He wanted to go, and so we left and headed out of there. We got on another school bus. There was hardly anyone on it. I, I remember it was misty, and it was just like uh, uh, after the battles of World War One. there were people sprawled out oh everywhere, and the roads were just <laughs> in this mist. And I remember a guy laying on a big rock. And he was talking to his buddy. And I'm like, wow, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. And uh, then I drove back home with a few pit stops. You couldn't get enough. Well, so I had such a crummy experience. When Woodstock 99 came up, I was like, okay, I got to go. And this time I'm going alone. And this time I'm getting a tent, getting there early, and staying as long as I want. That's exactly what I did. All right. So tickets go on sale. Lineup comes out. Any, I mean, was this something that you were going to go to no matter what? Or was there particular acts that you were like, I'm absolutely going to see them? Funny you should ask. I went through the lineup uh, mm-hmm. just recently and I'm like, man, there's a lot of bands I don't want to see. Right. <laughs> but it was Woodstock 99 and I had to go. I mean, that whole, let's see, I marked it here. Yes, this is one of our best survivors, by the way. The the documentation is so concise. Uh, we're very lucky to have a- Andy in the room right now. Uh, uh, on Friday, I wanted to see Sheryl Crow and Kind of the Offspring. That was it. <laughs> kind of the Offspring. Yeah. And then on Saturday, um, I wanted to see Fatboy Slim, but I believe he was in the the uh, rave tent, rave tent mm-hmm. and that was just always crowded and that's not my scene I kind of wanted to see Moby I believe I had already seen Moby I mean there's no one else on Saturday a tragically hip kind of and then um, on Sunday it was like maybe Collective Soul uh, I wasn't I wasn't hip to Rage Against the Machine or I probably would have been I would have seen Rage Against the Machine I, I really missed an opportunity there uh, you know, I would have seen on on Sunday. I don't. Yeah, I saw Willie Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so then, but then there were some other ones in there, like Mike Ness. That was cool to see Mike Ness. And I don't really uh, like Jewel all that much. She put on a fine show. Yeah. Oh, she's great. So yeah, she's gonna I, be one I, of our I, legends. Yeah. I went to. Uh, I saw a lot of bands, but I mean, there was no one at Woodstock '99 that it was just like, oh boy, except for. Um, Everclear, who I love Everclear. 
And I'm saying that jokingly because you really trash them on the way. I know. I know. <laughs> it but, was uh, cool. I thought it was cool to see Everclear. Um, it wasn't a big draw for me, but I'm, right. so, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy well, that. No, you no, you no, weren't I, there, man. You it, didn't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't there. Oh, my God. We hear that so much in emails from people. They're like, you know, you guys, you weren't even there. It's like, we're. Like we're, I don't know. Sorry, I dedicated like <laughs> countless hours to this thing that you think I absolutely hate. Like, the, like this is a major deal. But uh, yeah, see, the thing about Everclear though is, yeah, like we we tore them up, but their set was like super high energy. They brought everyone on stage. It was really cool. You have pictures of that too. Yes. But we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Okay. So, yes. So yes. they so they announce it. You're <laughs> yeah. gonna get a ticket. How'd you get the ticket? Did you go to like a Ticketmaster? Did you order these online? Uh, what what, what as, was the deal? As far as I remember, I made a phone call to Ticketmaster. Okay. And uh, that's that's how we used to have to do it. Call up that godforsaken Ticketmaster and sometimes wait, uh, sometimes get busy signals. I mean, for this, it was just call up and ask for a ticket. Right. Okay. And it's what, like, it was like 200 bucks or something? Uh, I want to say 150 I paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, okay, so you drove there. You're still living in Wisconsin at this time? Yes. Okay, so you drive out there. You're by yourself now. Yes. Was it more excitement? I mean, was there any like nerves going into this? I mean, you had gone to the other one. You saw how nasty it got. Obviously, it didn't end like 99 did. Yeah. But was there some anticipation or not even anticipation, but like hesitance to, to uh, go there? Not really. I was I was ready for it, especially after the experience of uh, 94. I was really ready. And I like I bought a tent online and I went and I set it up beforehand just because I'd never set up a tent before and I'm like hey this is pretty easy practice run yeah yeah and uh, I just loaded up what I needed and because I'm not a camper I took a guess and it, it worked out I mean I wasn't short any clothes or anything right okay awesome you're pulling into Rome. I'm guessing, I mean, did you get there for the pre-show the, the Thursday before or did you get there on Friday? I got there on Thursday because I saw that goofy band that was dressed like in, in makeup and stuff, silver makeup. I remember that. I have a, I have a picture of that. Um, do you remember what band I'm talking about? No, see, because that's a, well, with the pre- Flip. Oh. Flip. Okay, I'm yeah. pretty sure, yeah. And at that point, uh, okay, so, well, let's go back. So I pull up there. You saw my pictures of the parking lot. I'd never seen a parking lot that big. What I loved about Woodstock 99 is they had a parking lot. I didn't have to drive another hour to park and then wait for a bus. So I could just pull in. Um, There was some delay. You know, we got on the highway. um, The the highway was backed up. And I'm like, oh, crap. You know, what's going to happen? But we only, I, I waited there 20 minutes. And then it started to move. And uh, they shuttled us in, parked. Uh, I took that that panoramic picture, um, walked in. There there was a guy checking um, my duffel bag. And was it like, uh, a, what, did he actually check it, or was it like in the video that like we showed at the event where the guys just kind of pat the bags, or like well, was it like because let's I, actually see what you have? Because I was so early, they you know I remember zipping it open and looking in. He looked into it, but he didn't like root around too much. Okay. And, so you got your guns in fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so then I, I did a lot of research online, and I got into some message board, and they said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have a Gumby floating up above our campsite. If you wanna, if anyone who wants to find us and and meet at the Gumby, um, this is about the area we'll be." So okay. I spent the next Gumby camp. 30 minutes looking for this floating Gumby. The floating Gumby turned out to be about the size of a toddler. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I never found, I, I found, I saw pictures afterwards. I never found floating Gumby, 
but I know I was in about that area and it was just just like 94 oh, I'll just put my tent here and it, it turned out to be um, you know no one bothered us it was fine it was kind of near a wall one of the walls that came down um, but one of the interesting things is as I'm walking on these dirt paths and uh, they're demarcated pretty well and there's these wooden fences I'd call them like a cowboy fence and I would find a few times I just saw this pile of magazines brand new magazines Vogue Glamour I'm like why is there a pile of magazines and as I as I get trudge farther on I'm carrying all my heavy gear and there's another pile of magazines and I realize these are people probably young women who are like <laughs> I Just can't all this I'm like I wanted to drop my duffel I was you know but I can't it's all my stuff so they were shedding weight. Exactly. Oh and and that's already just... like kind of an eerie sign of yes, things isn't to come it? in a way. Like the isn't trash it? is already starting. People are already in yeah. like survival mode. Exactly. That's a great analogy. Survival mode. Jeez. Um, so I again I found a nice spot um, to set up camp and let's see. Um, as I showed you, I, I had a tiny notebook and I started taking notes. Um just of things I was doing. Nothing long, just like a sentence or less of what I was doing. So uh, I saw Flip at 6.30. So uh, I arrived at 4. I arrived at the site, which probably meant I parked. And then by 6.30, I was I had my tent up and I was walking around on, this says West Stage. So West Stage is the secondary stage, correct? Right, and that's on the pre-show. That's where they had all the acts played. No one played on the big stage yet. Yes, and that okay, night, that makes they sense. they you into the hangar for the George Clinton thing. Yes, okay. okay. And then from there, let's see, I ate a Philly cheesesteak. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went into the movie um the movie venue, which was run by IFC, right? Right, and you're actually the only person that we've talked to so far that actually went to that. And not only did you did he go to this movie tent, folks, but you also saved the schedule, which was amazing because oh yeah, we didn't know what they were playing because that's such like a little known thing about the festival in general. But they played like Train Spotting, Blue Velvet, like all the cool movies at the time. Yes, is what it was. Yes, exactly. And I remember watching. Um, Gimme Shelter in there, and they actually showed... How ironic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> foreshadowing, um, and uh, no one died. Well, no one was killed at Woodstock. No one was killed, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I remember they showed the reel. All of a sudden, an announcement came, and they said, we, sh- we showed the reels out of order. We're going to stop and go back and show reel one again, or reel one, and then whatever part of real two we were already oh into. And God. like, like, I don't know someone had to make that decision. I think I would have been just like, Ugh, let Fuck it go. It. Yeah. I don't think anyone really cared or noticed, <laughs> but, but you know. whatever already though, even on the lowest level, things are going wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's some negligence happening yes. even in the movie tent, which has yes. no bearing on the rest of the festival at all. <laughs> but yes, you know, executive decisions were being made. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You should try to find out who was running that tent. I guess it was oh. IFC people. Well, yeah. 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 Probably. So it's it's and this is still pre-show day. It has, yes. the, the whole thing hasn't even started yet, and and, and yeah. all the, all this stuff's going on. So I mean, besides Flip, did you like go and catch George Clinton? Did you see any of the other bands? Or were you kind of just like getting a lay of the land, walking around? I okay. So according to my list, I went to see. I knew uh, Bernie Worrell. You you spoke about Bernie Worrell, and right. he was the only guy in the emerging artist stage who had credibility, right? 
Yeah, that, that, well, and, until Sunday when one of the guys from The Who plays. But yeah. Okay, <laughs> was Entwistle there? Is that what you mm-hmm. said? Okay. Um, so Bernie Worrell, I knew that name, so I knew I should – I don't remember anything about Bernie Worrell. I, it looks like I spent 10 minutes there, and I saw. then I went and I saw some BMX bikers and skaters on the skate ramps. And then uh, I think I saw Bootsy Collins on the emerging, emerging artist stage. Now, we'll have to verify if that was, in fact, a true sighting or someone who just kind of looked like Bootsy Collins. Well, you know, George Clinton, he played for forever, and so he had, it was the P-Funk All-Stars. Okay, so, so it, it was, was all the gang was up there. Maybe it was Bootsy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was there. Okay. Um, and then it says, I got lost, which means it's just such a – I was still getting my bearings. And by 1130 at night, I was I was back in my tent, and uh, I I have a note here that at 2.30 a.m. there was a, a Frisbee and glow sticks toss, which I might have video of. But I, I even wrote down on here that that was doubtful in my notes. Like, I'm misremembering that, even though it was written down in my little notebook. No, the, the Frisbee toss and the gloss, that is real. They, they stole them. Uh, they broke but, into one of the trucks. But not on Friday. I don't think on Friday. Now, I know that happened on the last night for sure. Well, well no. So, so it was um, – I, I'm pretty sure it was still pre-show day when when that happened. It, like, okay, I, I think you're right. Yeah, because in the mystery tape, uh, it, well, and on the uh, official Woodstock '99 DVD release, uh, yes, there's a scene where there's like a hillbilly. He's got like a mullet and stuff. He's like, man, we're out watching George Clinton and his little thing in the hangar. That's how you know it was Thursday God, yeah. because. Clinton played on the West stage on Friday. So this is still God. pre-show and yeah, someone busted open a truck that just had crates of these Frisbees, which I okay. have in, in the collection, but uh, yeah, they're throwing them by the, by the hundreds. And then someone broke into one of the ACE hardware trucks and took all the glow sticks. And so they're throwing those up, like they're doing a big countdown and then on, everyone throws them up in the air on so, Thursday. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Well, yeah, so then maybe, looting. maybe that's uh, something that I do remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the last day, but it's been 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, details are, are sketchy at best, even if you weren't partaking. But yes. uh, it, you know what I mean. But that's just the the weathering of time, I guess. Yes. So, what's tent life like? Like, like I mean, you're obviously hearing everything go on around you. Were you like trying to read a book? Were you just like wiped out? Yeah, what's I, going on? I had brought a book. I don't remember what book, but I know for a fact that I I brought something to read, and I just hung out. And since I, at that time I had a nine to five job, I'm sure I took like a good one, two hour nap here and there during the festival. Um, tent life. I really didn't get to know any of my neighbors. Uh, they, they weren't partiers. <laughs> so it was, it was fine. We all got along. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this is at the Gumby camp. No, because oh, I oh, couldn't no, find the Gumby it. camp. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't know if you like, saw the, the toddler Gumby off in the distance. No. <laughs> so, so yeah. And then you fall asleep. Yeah. And that's, that's, that, that's your first day. Yeah. But, but you're in it. And also you, you had brought a video camera. I can't wait to see all, all the footage that, that you have. We'll have to do that soon. Maybe yes. we'll even put that up for some folks to see. Oh, so the video camera I left in the trunk because I knew I was going to take my thousand dollar 35 millimeter camera, not disposable camera. Right. <laughs> uh, with me every, <laughs> everywhere I went. And I was, I was, hoping that no one would mess with my stuff in my tent. And really all that was in my tent was clothing. So it, it was fine. It looked like no one zipped to open my tent or anything. Did you lock it or anything? Did you put like no. a padlock on it? No. no. I just were, took were a Were you chance. seeing that at all? I mean, 
when you see pictures of the tent city, I mean, it is a refugee camp. It is yeah. a fucking disaster <laughs> zone, no matter where it was. And you start seeing it spill over onto the actual concert grounds and everything else. Yeah. Um, but it seems like, yeah, it seems like no one really gave a shit about what, what yeah. they had. You know what I mean? So some of them you'll see left open. Some of them you can tell people are just like, fuck this tent and like left it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that was kind of your intention too, right? Like wasn't the one you got was like, well, if something my, happens, I don't really care. My intention was to set up that tent and leave it there right? because I didn't need a tent <laughs> and I didn't want to mess with taking down what was probably going to be a wet tent and hauling it. So it was, I remember I spent $30 on this tent. And at that time I had a great corporate job. 30 bucks was nothing to me. Right. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, $30 yeah. piece of trash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Great. And you know, it's it's so funny too cuz you know a lot of other people definitely left their left their tents and all that stuff. But the thing is is like at the original Woodstock there was, you know, thousands of sleeping bags left over. Yeah. And I feel like that just evolves into tents over time. You know, it's like it, it never ends. There's there's like these Woodstock traditions that are terrible. Yeah, I suppose. But, you know. I did take my sleeping bag with me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't leave that. <laughs> that was useful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, but you mentioned uh, the camp uh, when things started going awry on that last day. Um, I, I want to say it was Sunday. Uh, the one of the tents near me had a cooler that they left outside their tent, and that was someone absconded with that. I think it was it was as simple as one of those that that have a handle on it and wheels. Mm. I don't know if they had that in '99 or not, but oh, in my mind, yeah. I'm thinking that. And someone just said, "Hey, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. cooler, yeah." yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, they probably needed it to fill up with all their looted merchandise. Who knows? You Who know knows? what I mean? Yeah. Um, so then you wake up, and it's now the official first day. Yes. Of the festival. Did yes. you get up early? Did you catch James Brown? Like, yeah, that you... was my intention was to get to uh, the main stage. That would have been the East stage, correct? Right. And uh, I got a, a decent seat. I, I'm not a mosh pit guy, especially all by myself, especially with a thousand dollar camera on me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I posted up in a good spot. And um, I re- I heard you guys talking about how long before, <laughs> before come it comes on, out. Yeah, come it, on it, out. It, it, I'm waiting. Come on out. And he uh, he took his time. Yeah. And I mean, and like I get it, but like it's so hot. It's like let's get the fucking yeah. goddamn show on the road. And he, like his wife comes out and sings a goddamn song and everything else. See, I barely remember that, but that that's coming back to me. Now, here's here's what's interesting. I don't remember the heat that much. Now, growing up in Wisconsin, you have heat and humidity. You're slammed in the summer. And so maybe it was just like, oh, uh, I'm used to this. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't remember the heat all that much. I do remember five dollar water. Right. Four or five dollars. I just remember being at uh, I remember pulling out a fiver (laughs) to get get water. But I tried, uh, I think I allowed myself one bottle of water a day and then refilling that when I could at, at some of the spigots. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, discarding that bottle and buying a new one just for cleanliness. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure they only last uh, so long. So when you would go to throw this bottle away was drum stock, already had like where their trash cans were there were the trash cans full like was there ever a point where you put trash into a trash can and it was actually like putting trash into a trash can or was it just piles over the there, entire time there were um there were people emptying but it seemed like a herculean effort you know like you're <laughs> just the trash is coming God. and you can't you can't catch up to it but yeah. i think i took a picture of like oh my goodness there's someone actually, there's people emptying garbage cans. Yay. But they can't win that battle. No. Um, what I learned from walking on trash is that 
you if you discard a bottle on the ground, you want to take the cap off because if you step on a bottle that's full or empty with the cap on, you kind of trip. It's right. like <laughs> yeah, 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 you slip. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I want to say I took the cap off my bottle and dropped it on the ground. Kind, I hate, I kind hate soul. You know, at least I took the cap off. I did drop it on the ground, but there wasn't what places are you gonna do? to. What are you going to do? I don't being too nice mad. to me. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah, know, that's funny. I'm sure that there was many of mishaps on, uh, you know, big, like, water bottles that, yeah, like, were that full people of air twist or an ankle or something. And so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very, I try to be self aware and very aware aware of my surroundings. So um, that's something I picked up on and decided to spare other people's ankles. Right. Very good. So uh, it's it's funny here. You have a note that just says clean. Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, so did you, start, I don't did you try know. to take a shower or I something? W- I would have wrote down shower. I I don't know why I wrote down clean. Sorry, I did. No, it's, <laughs> uh, no it, it's all good. Yeah. But again, yeah, because you you kept notes like you you kept yeah. like a log. I mean, the only <laughs> yeah. other people that did this were the journalists, and even that, like, I mean, they weren't living the same way you were. They would all yeah. go back to their plushy, you know rented houses and all that stuff afterwards. You were in it this entire time documenting all this stuff. It's fucking incredible. My notebook was only like three inches high and two inches across. And I wish I would have wrote down more now, but in the moment I was just glad I was writing something down, but I really wonder what clean meant. Did I clean around the tent? I don't know. (laughs) Like a little broom, like making the area nice. Who fucking knows? And then I wrote down chicks. And so that would be girls, not chickens. And, right. But I don't think I saw the girls on the roof of the truck yet. I really don't. I think that's too early on a Friday at 1120. But it's possible. It's possible. And there was naked people everywhere. Right. And I didn't see that many. I, I did see some. Right. Um, and I remember you in your pictures. It's funny. You just have like a picture of like a chick with a shaved head. Yes. And you were like, "Oh, I've never seen that before." Yeah, right. That's fucking middle. hilarious. But nowadays, you, you would see women with shaved heads all the time. All the time. And but back then, it would, it, that's really even a, a guy with a shaved head was rare. So it was like, "Oh, look at a girl with a shaved head. Oh my goodness, I've got to take a picture of that." This is some fucking alternative <laughs> shit. Yeah. Now I, I'd like to po- take this moment since we're talking about this. Um, I felt, and you saw through my pictures, I didn't run around taking pictures of topless women. No, you did not. Um, I felt that was very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Inappropriate, yeah. awful, dirty, <laughs> yeah. pervy, uh, douchey. Yeah, I, I, I there you go. go okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to exploit them in any way. Uh, I, I do have kind of a cool picture of, of a woman with a, a butterfly paint on her chest and she was actually i'm i'm sorry i missed this shot she was actually on roller skates and she was roller skating through uh you know the the tarmac in with roller and i was skates. like <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it's so fucking bizarre i mean i know they have like the extreme sports area like you said the bmx mm-hmm. and, the, and the skate park which is like another just unnecessary yeah addition to the cool, entire I thing guess. yeah but yeah so you'd see people with skateboards on, on roller skates and the body painting thing there was i mean i've seen what looks like to be several different body painting stands. It seems like it was a thing there. And a well, lot of different people have mentioned the body paint. There was a, a main one that I walked by and hung out at for a little while. And all I remember is the guys in the tent were trying to get the guys standing around outside the tent to pay for the woman to have the body paint done. And 
yeah, that's. Uh, I actually think there's footage of that. Uh, okay. In it's either in the mystery tape or on the on the official DVD VHS release. But um, yeah, they said we need ten more dollars, just ten okay. more dollars. Yeah, and, something and it's like at that. One of those yes. things. Yeah, and I, I guess that's what it was for. I didn't yeah. understand why they were yeah. needing money, but okay. So you watch James Brown. Uh, what goes on after that? Uh, let's see, James Brown. I went to eat lunch <laughs> and I went back to the tent and I actually took a shower because um, uh, it was available. And I remember going to the shower. There really wasn't any weight or anything. Uh, you just bopped right in. Wasn't ever anyone's first priority to take yeah, a shower? <laughs> no. Yeah, there, there were some people in there, but not a lot. And uh, I think I just felt like uh, after I think I went that whole day Thursday without cleaning and that that was odd for me. So I was like, oh, I'll just go take a shower. Now you said, and I don't remember, you said those showers broke down. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like, there's like great shots of them where it's like, it starts at the top and you see like, you know, people washing their hair. You just see like their hands on their head. Yeah. And then as it pans down, you just see all the water flooding out and creating this gigantic yes. mud lake. But I'm guessing if you went in there on the first day, it probably wasn't bad yet. I remember it being like, oh my goodness, look at all this water. Oh. I can't. Be- I can't believe it. You know, the shower heads are just running. There's not someone running around turning them off. Oh, what? You know, so there's just shower heads running. And if you're responsible like me, I probably turned my shower head off. Right. Well, <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, just the twenty other pocket. ones yeah. are just Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. So yeah, that that's fucking hilarious that you took a shower. So the food. Uh, you actually saved a, a couple napkins from one of the food stands, which like do, they don't say Woodstock '99 or anything, but that's one of the favorite things that like my favorite things that you had. Really, Where, that amazes yeah, me because it's just like <laughs> it, it's so yeah. like on the grounds, you know what I mean? It's such like a like why did he save this? But it's great. All that stuff I collected were after the riots, the day after the riots. Oh, really? That's the meat of my story is the riots. Right. Oh, and we're so gonna we get, should get there. And we're gonna oh we're we're, <laughs> we're gonna get there. But you know, it's like I, I like to paint this picture. Right, and again, you, you have you can edit me. so much more. <laughs> memory that than so okay. many other people you know what i mean even like the reporters that we talked to they've like written this off you yeah. know what i mean and they thought oh Just i'm, I'm never going to talk about this shit again or they appreciate how fucking crazy it was but they're like yeah it fucking sucked i hated it yeah you know what i mean so let's get back to the music uh yes. you saw cheryl crow yeah that was good i was pretty far back for that i remember oh look at that six six five thirty p.m yeah east stage so i saw james brown and then uh i goofed around and then uh, I saw Cheryl Crow, which she put on a fine show. I remember uh, her saying from stage, and I'm sure you've seen this, you know, uh, people were shouting, show us your, show us your tits. Yeah, yeah and like then do she said, yeah. uh, uh, you're going to have to pay a lot more than you got in, paid to get in here to see mine. Right. Uh, so that was, <laughs> I remember that being pretty quick on her part. Uh, and then I saw Ben Lee on the Emerging, emerging Artist stage, which I, I think I, I knew the name, Ben Lee before i don't remember anything about it but uh oh you know what picture that that you had okay of him so yeah so you definitely were there um (laughs) and like so the emerging artist stage that was in a hangar was Mm -hmm. that like i mean really how far away was like all the stages from each other i'll say close to a mile east to west Jeez. And then right in the middle was the emerging art, emerging artist stage, and then the rave, which I think took place in the same hangar. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, okay. yeah, they would just okay cross it over. And then right next to that was the uh, IFC uh, uh, movies, or very near. Right, which was in, a, in another hangar. Yes. Um, I lo- okay, so you saw Bentley. Then it says here, did you watch The Mask? Yeah, I must have to get, get like. <laughs> Um, so I only spent five minutes at Ben Lee long enough to take a picture. Like, hey, there's Ben Lee. 
And then I went and I watched the mask. I'm I'm almost positive I took a nap. Oh I my fell god! Asleep. I fell asleep. During the mask, it's such a captivating film. <laughs> there was no uh, chairs there that you just sat on the floor. So I'm pretty sure I sat on the floor and fell asleep, but I didn't write that down. The mask. That's fucking hilarious. It's it's actually really funny because earlier I was just saying, like, oh, yeah, they played, like, Blue Velvet and Train Spotting yeah. and all the cool and the movies. Mask. Oh, yeah, and the mask. I forgot. 1990s. <laughs> it was big. It, it was huge. Uh, so what is this note here? Uh, ceviche ribs. So that I probably – I've never had ceviche since then. Um, so I wrote that down. That's what I ate. Oh, man. <laughs> See, but – and like the food stands, it was very like a state fair, right? Yes. It was very much like That's state a fair quality. Great stuff. analogy. Yeah, because like when you see pictures of it, it's just like chicken, potatoes, mm-hmm. blah blah. But I guess yes. I mean they had ceviche, so there there was a little bit of variety there. You've already had let, let's let's keep a, a tally here. You've had a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. It says here you had a barbe- barbecue pork. So I'm guessing like a pulled yep. pork sandwich. Yes. And then uh, now you've had ceviche. You're like yeah. you, you, the culinary uh, escapade at Woodstock '99 here. <laughs> I was a little, you know, I, coming from the Midwest, I can't get ceviche ribs. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's try something new. And like I said, I, I had disposable income. I wasn't married. Uh, you know, the had, life. Yeah. <laughs> just had money to burn. Uh, okay. So and then, uh, the offspring, which I remember they did, uh, an excellent job. Um, see now when you watch, like, and we, we found this out through talking to audio files and stuff that like, when you watch the pay-per-view footage of a lot of these, uh, bands, it's, there's a delay. So what you're hearing is you're hearing what was being fed into pay-per-view. You're not hearing what the crowd was actually hearing. Oh, interesting. So okay. you know, everyone kind of sounds shittier because it's not like, these guys are sitting there mixing all this stuff yeah. for the people on TV to watch. So everything kind of sounds really bad. Uh, and Offspring is definitely one of the ones where it's like, God damn, like, Oh really? You know, like the bass is just super high. The vocals are incredibly dry. Like there's no, like it, again, all the stuff sure. that you were hearing is sure. not what was being put on TV. Sure. Um, so, but I mean, you said they were good. So you, you yeah. enjoyed it. Were, were you up yeah. close? Were you in the, like, no, I was probably midway from the, and, and I think uh, I took a series, like a triptych, picture of uh uh these two young women like i said i'm very self-aware and aware of my surroundings i'm like these two women are about to walk into that mud they, they were totally uh they just had on uh shorts and a t-shirt and i can tell they're determinedly walking into the mud where there are some mud people and i just snapped like here they go there they're getting dirty and here they are after I, they- <laughs> I, I, I think i saw those yeah there's definitely there's definitely some uh and yeah muddy, i want to say women. that was during the uh offspring and if uh you mentioned it you know i i was kind of dumb in this way i wasn't thinking hey that mud's full of poop right (laughs) (laughs) but if you look at those pictures yeah there's there's runoff coming from the green uh uh, porta potties and and i'm sure it's full of defecation yep well and then what happened was you know you couldn't get to the porta potties because there was all that mud in front of them so people just started going around them and everything just becomes this great stew of and I, I remember noticing walking around. I'm like, oh, that dude put his tent way too close to those porta potties. And I probably, uh, maybe I wouldn't have thought about it. Like, oh, those porta potties might leak. Right. Well, they did. And oh, <laughs> what are you gonna do? God. You know. <laughs> That's when you just call it quit. That's you know. Yeah. Just right. Your hands and, and <laughs> I'll find somewhere else to sleep. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so then it says. So it seems like you watched a lot of movies. You got you got no here. Repo Man. Repo Man. Uh, polyester, which you saved the Odorama card yes. for, which is another like just great artifact from Woodstock 99. No <laughs> one, you like, like it. Everyone at the event when, when we had, uh, cause at the event folks, we had like a whole exhibit set up of, uh, of all these things, a lot of which were, were your items. And yeah, no one could believe that there was like, 
a John Waters screening with yep. the Odorama cards yeah. and everything. Like nowadays, you would like that'd be like a huge special event, right? You know what I mean? But they were doing it at Woodstock '99. I knew it was special. I knew it would be hard to get. I mean, this, these are the days eBay was just starting. I knew that I needed to grab. I think I grabbed two. I probably should have grabbed four of those Odorama cards because I'd never see one again. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, they are rare, and I mean those ones are are, are vintage now, obviously. Um, so I, I write. I wrote down nude mountain bikers. I have zero memory of nude mountain bikers. Believe it or not. Well, I believe you that they were there. Okay. Because <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, all the other shit that's going down. Um, and okay, so now it, it's getting. It's nighttime now. I mean, this is dark. Drumstock has already started by this point. Had had you run into them? Because I know. Yeah. I mean, we, we had talked earlier that you know at the end of the festival they were still going, and you had a, a very vivid memory of them. But do you yes. remember that that started oh, yeah. then? Uh, the drums. Uh, I I really liked the 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 drum circle or drumstock. I thought it was great. As far as I know, it started on Thursday and went the whole time until Jesus until Christ. the end. Because yeah. that's like a great way to spend your money. You know, just buy, like, you, like you guys know you didn't have to go inside the festival to bang on trash cans you easily could have just done that in the fucking parking lot uh, God well uh, people floated in and out you know what was kind of neat is I'd never seen a drum circle before so I, I would I would stand and, and watch or listen and I realized like someone would take the lead and change the beat and it would slowly you could hear it like oh this guy's changing the beat and then these guys over on the right would follow in here, I'm using my hands on a podcast. I should know better. I mean, as a, as a sound guy, I should know better. Uh, so the um, so you would hear someone take the lead and change the beat, and the other people would catch on in a matter of a minute. It's almost like a power struggle. It's Maybe. Like, no, no, no. We're, we're like, I'm doing <laughs> yeah. the beat now. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that's going on this entire time. Uh, then it says uh, you watch Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Or at least, at least a bit of it. A bit of it. Uh, and, then, and then by this time, it's midnight. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? I mean, you watched a lot of movies. You saw more movies that day than well, I've seen in a theater in like four years. <laughs> I, again, I might have taken a nap or something. I don't remember spending that much time in the movie theater. Obviously, I did. And as we discussed earlier, there's no bands here that I want to see. At right. This yeah. Stupid Woodstock 99. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I drove a thousand miles to see not, see the offspring. Huh? Right. Well, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. Uh, and then so then the rave starts. Uh, yeah. Moby headlined the first night. OK. Um, but you never really like went deep into there right? no it wasn't my scene i was probably too shy at the time maybe now it I was would pretty gnarly i mean from in, what I don't like, know. the little amount of footage that we've seen of it it's incredibly gnarly and when you read like coverage of it i mean there's public sex there's all sorts of crazy shit happening were you seeing kind of like after seeing night of living dead you, did you come out and then see like <laughs> yeah. human zombies walking around like coming to get you barbara uh, it, it, <laughs> it must have just started at 12 50 yeah, yeah, and it wouldn't so stop until I, five. I would have listened for just a little bit, and I said, "Hey, that's cool." It wasn't my scene, right. so um, I I went back to the tent by one fifteen a.m. Again, sure, stone crashed. cold sober. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, like that's crazy. That's like that would be like hell for some people. Like, yeah. they, like. Like they, they die and then they, and they wake up and they're in a tent and they're like, what the fuck? And they open it up and it's Woodstock, but they can't get any beer or anything. And they're just like, no. And they have to like deal with being at Woodstock 99. That's literally some people's idea of hell. And you put yourself through it. <laughs> hey man, I sit, sat and watched the mask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hell. Send me down. Uh, so, okay. Now it's Saturday. 
Saturday is the day when everything changes as far as the, the direction of the festival and the attitude of a lot of people. Of course, this is the day where we have Limp Bizkit and Rage and Metallica yes. all in a row. This is the day that people are going to start blaming the, the downfall of the festival on. But you wake up. It's Saturday. Is there who? What's what's the first thing? So yeah, I, there was rain in the morning. I wrote that down. Um, I I don't think it was a lot of rain, but obviously it woke me up. Uh, I got going about eleven thirty. I bought a five dollar lemonade, which really irked me. Uh, I think it was one of those deals where I I was in a line and I was like, oh, I'll take a lemonade, and he's like, okay. Here it is, five bucks. I'm like, yeah, and I'm yeah, Midwestern yeah. What are you Andy. At that point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's my four dollars for a lemonade, uh, and just taking it. And uh, uh, oh, I went to the art pavilion then. I don't remember much about the art. Yeah, there pavilion. was like art galleries. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of extracurricular stuff going on there. Uh, yes, you know, yeah. Like I remember uh, in one of the pieces of footage that we saw, one of the art galleries was like all going towards like the Kennedy Foundation because uh, oh, JFK Jr. died. That's right. That, so that was a huge deal. I remember stopping at a, a diner on the way, and they were discussing it. And there was a woman vehemently, Kennedy is. John Kennedy was my president, and it's sad that his now his son is dead. <laughs> yeah, and uh, all the conspiracy theories and every fucking yeah, thing else. Yeah, uh, it is weird, but you know that's a that's a conversation for another yes, time. Yeah, different podcast. Uh, so okay, Kid Rock Pavilion, and I I knew enough about Kid Rock just from because I was a rock and roll fan. Like oh, I should, he's not my thing. I think I'd enjoy Kid Rock a lot more right now, and maybe as looking back on it. But at, in 1999, Kid Rock was too rap for me. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he's more of a rock and roll country guy. Yeah. Uh, yep. Definitely. Uh, he's kind of like a Ted Nugent almost. So, so oh, yeah, I, I don't buds. know. <laughs> they're buddies. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. They, they hang out. So uh, I only spent what ten minutes, and then I went to get my chicken citrus salad, which. I don't think I've ever had one since. What's a citrus salad? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I spelled it wrong. I don't know. Maybe it was chicken with uh, orange slices in it. You right. Know? <laughs> yeah, who know? yeah, right. Just whatever. Yeah, they churched it up a little bit. Maybe some like sliced walnuts or something, like fucking almonds or some shit. Again, though, adding to your... your palette of uh you know the taste of woodstock 99 if you will i'm gonna make i'm gonna have like a banquet and the menu is just gonna be everything you ate at woodstock 99 (laughs) and that's gonna be like you know course by course uh yeah we'll we'll start with the chicken citrus salad i suggest 30th anniversary you should do that okay yes yeah there we go we actually had a guy uh because he was laughing like he sent us an email that was like i mean mega long email we read it in uh on this episode that's that's going to be coming up that will be out probably before this one uh, yes folks uh, i'm fucking up right now with my timeline (laughs) but uh it's all about the food and he's like it was really funny that you mentioned the food i'm from upstate new york the chicken that you saw is actually called like fair like car- like carnival chicken or festival chicken or something like that and it's a special kind of chicken and the potatoes as well and he sent us all the recipes and how to make it and the history of this chicken yeah. and everything. it's just bizarre i love the food aspect of, of woodstock 99 uh so then back to the movie tents it says you're train spotting yeah, i went to see train spotting these are all movies i've already seen too except for maybe the mask I've seen all these movies. It's just like something. Stay out of the sun, I guess. Stay out of the sun. Stay out of the pit. Uh, uh, so then I wrote down Beyond Providence, which might have been an emerging emerging artist band, maybe. And then I was so impressed. I bought two ice cream cups for a dollar, which seemed, that sounds like the best deal food wise so far. I don't know. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe it wasn't ice cream. Uh, and then uh, my favorite band of the whole weekend, Everclear. 
came on. Uh, right. they, they you, watched put them, on you watched like the whole set, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put on a good show, to, to, despite what you say. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, I just remember enjoying it, and I really loved when they brought the fans on stage. I thought that yeah. was really cool. No, it's, cool. I, it's a cool Woodstock moment for sure. It's like what we call 69 vibes, where there is sure. like a glimmer of the original spirit of Woodstock happening. you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like after that no one was going to be allowed to do that anymore you know because then you have to get everyone off the fucking yes, stage yeah but uh yeah it's crazy i mean there's topless chicks on stage there's a guy in full body paint they really went for it and, yes uh, yeah it was cool and i mean yeah you have you have great pictures of that you seemed like you were pretty close for that one yeah i, I uh, always outside of the mosh pit but yes yeah <laughs> safe 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 and sound yeah uh and then you, you take another shower here well, it's, i it's don't a, know it's a shower now does that mean i took a shower or or it rained I don't remember. So we would have to look back somehow at the timeline and see if it rained at Saturday at, at like five o'clock. So you kind of said, it, it sounds like, like you're like me where I'm like, I need like a shot. Like I don't, I don't like fucking <laughs> yeah. being super grimy and shit. Like I like when I would go on tour with like my bands, I am such a fucking little bitch. Like I'm always the first one up to get in the shower. Uh-huh. Like I, ha- I have to, I have to, I, I can't just like do the road dog thing, which became like the major point or part of Woodstock 99 after things started breaking down and just how many people snuck in, you know, it gets really crowded and, and all that stuff. And it was just so hot. Everyone's sweating. Water's too expensive. Everyone's yes. drinking beers cheaper than water uh, at one point. Yeah. So, you, you know, yeah, it was like fucking medieval times shit. Um, yes. So yeah, who knows? Maybe you took a shower, maybe it rained again. Uh, wall picks. Tell me about this. I have a feeling that meant uh, I climbed on one of the walls to take some pictures or it means the walls fell down now i don't think the walls fell down a saturday at five six almost six p.m but i can't remember well what, what were, do you know were they, well they were prying them down especially like during limp biscuit which is like getting close to right around this time okay. i think they maybe played like an hour or so after this this is again like six o'clock ish in in the evening um so i mean like things were coming down and, and if not like the actual peace wall as it was known the woods surrounding like the delay towers and stuff people were, were tearing the things apart yeah to get the wood um, mostly to put down like walkways to the bathrooms and and you know to and from the campsite and stuff like that they just yes, needed things to walk right. on there there was yes there was stuff to walk on the pieces of cardboard whatever to get past that mud god yes i remember that um so west stage and then i was ever clear uh there's a i probably hung out and saw los lobos and at this point i'm pretty sure you know what it wasn't i can't remember if did i see mickey hart's planet drum well they played like last on the west stage that day so it would have been like los lobos and then think ice cube or something and then and then mickey i I don't have the uh exact order in my head we've i've fucking been talking about this shit for so goddamn long now (laughs) Uh, they they get kind of blended but yeah you did see los lobos so i want to say during los lobos i saw wavy gravy yeah yeah, well, he, he was, like, kind of one of the uh, MCs of that okay. stage. And he was bouncing around. Like, he was on both stages, I'm sure, getting carted around. But he was, like, I mean, he was one of the original Woodstock yes. figures. You know, yes. he, he ran the, the, the hog farm, mm-hmm. which was the hippie collective that ended up making the bad trip tent at the original Woodstock, which was, like, in the farmhouse for all the people that took the bad acid. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, he was there, and he just, you know, he's trying to spread the spirit. So on, on a side note, which we'll see if you keep this in the podcast or not, I happened to, about eight years ago, run into a gentleman by the name of Stan Goldstein. 
Stan Goldstein helped organize with Michael Lang uh, Woodstock, the first Woodstock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I spoke to him uh, quite a bit. He has passed away now. And he uh, he was a big proponent of Wavy Gravy. He helped get the hog farm in there to be the Peace Patrol. Uh, I, were they called the Peace Patrol in 69? No, 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 okay. <laughs> no, no, no. That was something that they had to, again, church it up for, for 99. But yeah, the, they and, were basically the security, yeah. Too, and the food. And I think they he, he either... Did Wavy Gravy provide the food? Probably their help. Yeah, he it. said, well, Wavy Gravy claims that he was the one in the hog farmer, the people that introduced granola to hippies. Okay. Uh, and, and that was like mostly what they had because you have food rations yeah. and everything was so running low that they had like just these like giant fucking, I'm guessing like burlap sacks of granola and they were just giving people Dixie cups of them. And that was like the sustenance that yeah. was being passed around. So it was, it was cool to see Wavy Gravy in person. Um, I didn't snap a picture. Maybe I couldn't because he was – I remember him being in front of the stage, like where the security was, and maybe I couldn't get my camera on him. I don't know. Right. But, I yeah, know. that was there. I mean, he's an icon. It's Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, and that's major 69 vibes there. And, you know, Los Lobos, too, like they're set. I mean, we kind of briefly talked about it because there really wasn't that much there to talk about. But it's – you know, it was mellow stuff. You know, it's yeah. cool. Like they sounded good. They're a fucking pro band. They've been playing a lot longer than a lot of the bands that have played there. So I can imagine that was like a nice little – it was Aside. very, it was a very '69 vibe at Los Lobos. Yeah, and also you have, uh, you had brought two Los Lobos CDs that you grabbed yeah. from the grounds that were still caked in original Woodstock '99 mud, maybe poop. You know, uh, maybe I wasn't thinking about the poop. Um, so after the riots, I just grabbed souvenirs because I was the only one walking the ground. Well, very, one of the very few people walking the grounds, and I figured it was all up for grabs. It was all trash at this point. And, oh, my goodness, hey, there's two CDs on the ground. Oh, Los Lobos. Like cobblestone, <laughs> yeah. you know. That was a great a great way for you to put it in, your, in the previous podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's like how I'm picturing it. Like the bottles and everything's just caked in to where it's like, yeah, this garbage road, uh, if you will. Uh, Taste of Tibet. Uh, we I had mentioned that uh, on one of our early, early really? episodes. Yeah, because they were like kind of a staple of – of festivals at the time they were at all. I mean, Tibet was a big fucking thing in the nineties. Yes. Um, and yeah, they were probably playing off that. So, yeah. so did you eat their food? Cause it was like vegetarian stuff. I right? had, uh, I had funnel cake at Taste oh, of Tibet. Oh. <laughs> I just see that. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause like what, what I read was that they had like, you know, like these veggie dishes and stuff, but I guess they also have, well, I guess funnel cake counts as a veggie dish, right? It's, my, uh, my notes doesn't have meat. say I ate funnel cake from Taste of Tibet. So we have to believe it. <laughs> yes. The notes are paramount. Um, <laughs> and then this is big Limp Bizkit. Yeah, I I don't I remember nothing about Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit uh, is not my type of music. I wanted nothing to do with Limp Biscuit. I don't know how I ended up over there. Besides, they were probably one of the biggest bands in the world at the time. And oh, I definitely. and I'm the type of guy that, okay, hey, I saw Limp Biscuit. Mark that, <laughs> mark that off my no, bucket I'm, list. I'm the same way. You know what I mean? I I love going. To, I love seeing the biggest acts. You know, even if I'm not into it, just because it's like you know, the production and everything that goes, I mean, obviously it's not like they had like a huge crazy stage show or anything, but you know, I would have gone and seen whatever the biggest, you know, bands were for sure. Um, was there like an attitude change in the crowd by that point that, that you notice. can remember? I didn't notice anything. Right. I, I, I'm sure, you know, when you pull out, you know, and you yeah. look at it from above, I'm, I'm sure like this is, that's kind of the well, benefit of retrospect, you, but for you on the grounds, I'm sure you really didn't notice this turning of the tide. This is probably a good time to talk about this. What I noticed leading up to the riots was that uh, slowly people were testing boundaries and hey, let's, let's stand on top of the semi trucks and watch the band. Oh, 
hey, those people are doing it. Okay, we'll go up there too. Right. Hey, let's stand on this tent. Hey, well, it's mom mentality. I mean, that's that's how a riot is born. I, yeah, I mean? and no one was stopping them. Let's tear down the the stuff from the uh, uh, mixing stack. You know, mixing right. board. Okay, tear down the plywood. Yeah. Hey, Fred Durst, ride this plywood. Okay. Now let's see what else we can tear down. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, and it just boils down from there. Uh, so <laughs> then back to the movie tent, Pulp yep. Fiction. Yep. I'd rather watch Pulp Fiction for the tenth time than. Have you gone back and watched any of these sets or like clips? I mean, minus what you saw like at the event when you came and we showed some clips like, no. like oh man, it's uh, I, I bet you that would that would jog, jog memories. up some memories yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what what's the, I must have had some bananas. I bought some bananas. Well, it says West Stage Techno. That would be Chemical Brothers. Think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you saw if it's yeah. I mean I'm guessing Techno West Stage. Uh, you know, and I love that, like the way these notes are transcribed, it's basically like verbatim from the little notebook. Yeah. Yep. And so it's like, you're like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but you know, I, I included it. So yeah, you, you definitely probably saw Chemical Brothers. That sounds Mega right. Set. Mickey Hart played right before them. Hmm. Um, so if you were over there, you might've, you might've caught some of, uh, I bet, drama. you know, I, I was, I'm kind of anti-dead, so I probably wanted nothing to do with I feel Mickey that. Hart. Yep. I feel <laughs> so that. I'm I probably didn't. Uh, and then I went back to the tent uh, oh, at, at 10 o'clock, I saw lightning at midnight, and there was rain at, at right after that. Well, during the, the Chemical Brothers set, there's like a part where they have to like make an announcement that there's lightning and like there you go. that you got to keep your hands down and stuff. And oh, I feel like a lot geez. of people thought that it was just part of like the deal. Like, oh, no, we're going to put our hands up. Yeah. Ooh, you know what I mean? Who, who fucking knows? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, it started raining and there was lightning. And then uh, Metallica, who I heard from some of the other survivors that no matter how far away you were, you could hear that shit. And it was like yep. the loudest act. Yep. Ever to the point where it was like punishing. Like if you were actually in the <laughs> in crowd the- watching it, you're like feeling your organs shake, which I've only experienced wow. once at a concert and I hated it. <laughs> Do you remember what band that was? Yeah, it was Cottonmouth Kings. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I would not have expected Cottonmouth Kings to be. I, it was in a hangar, very, okay. very, very Woodstock. And I, I don't know what it was. They, it just, they just blasted it. And it was at like a medical marijuana convention. So people were selling bongs and shit. So usually, you know, at a concert, you'd see people smoking a joint or like a pipe. These people have like three foot glass bongs that yeah. they just bought that they're like smoking inside this place. And my lungs are like shaking. I can feel like I can, I'm aware of my organs now because I have, yeah, but you know, it was a Metallica levels of volume, Yeah, I guess. Uh, and it says here fireworks, which a lot of people did sneak in. Like you can see that, especially like if you watch like the corn footage, you see fireworks going off and that kind of well, continues throughout the whole I thing. wonder if that's the end of Metallica shot off fireworks at the end of Metallica. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, again, you don't see this in the footage. And with the pay-per-view stuff, they, they you know, do cut the feed, uh, yeah. you know, generally right when they're like, thank you, boop, and it yeah. cuts. Um, we just had a guy send us the entire, like, 72-hour pay-per-view oh. feed because they never stopped the cameras. It's only what's, what's put on YouTube where it stops. Yeah. So, like, they would just start filming the crowd for, like, the next hour or whatever, uh, which is fucking crazy so yeah, yeah. It, it could have been at the end of their set it could have just been some fucking people that had them because people did sneak in fireworks because yeah. those security checks were very thorough uh oh 9 a.m up more uh, bananas more bananas hey it's uh, bananas are important yes uh then i then, uh, two hours later i ate some roast beef again t- taste of woodstock 99 you're like I, you ate so much food you probably spent like almost as much on food as you did your ticket like with how much everything no, was no 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 <laughs> no, I mean, like, what was the average price? I mean, a five dollar lemonade. I'm assuming roast beef was probably what, like, twelve bucks, something like that. I'm gonna guess I uh, ate um, 
$10 meals. I'm going to guess they were $10. That sounds right. about right. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, for uh, two lemonades, you can get yourself an entire plate of food. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back on the East Age, Willie Nelson, Willie you have Nelson pictures of was, that. Was, it's uh, one of our I favorites. specifically headed out to see Willie. I, I really don't remember much besides it was good. Right. Well, that's, I mean, and that's the thing. You only, most people that were there really tend to only remember like the bad shit. Yeah. Because otherwise, because you're in it at that point. You're watching the music. You're enjoying yourselves. There's nothing really to take away from that except for like, that was good. You know what I mean? It's not like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to remember that shit. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, no, Willie Nelson is one of the most 69 vibes at the entire festival. Yeah. It was a, a pleasant surprise and it was a it was a gift to us when we got to sit down and watch it because i was like fuck it a like thank god i don't have to sit through like you know some of the other shit like yes i, I can sure. deal with willie yeah uh, and yeah you had you had pictures of him yes uh, so that's great and then uh oh some yogurt yogurt very nice was that frozen yogurt do you think or was that like a yo play situation that must have been frozen yogurt right because why would you have yogurt out in that hot Oh. <laughs> I doubt if I would have went. Hey, let's have some yeah. hot yogurt. Oh god! Uh, it so it's just fruit juice that like curdled in the fucking <laughs> in the in the heat. And then uh, Mike Ness from Mike uh, Ness, from Social um, Distortion. Do you remember? Is that is he West Stage East Stage? He was uh, West Stage. Okay, so yeah. I trudged. I after Willie, I trudged over to Mike Ness on purpose and because he's cool. And uh, um, I picked up the yogurt. And then I think this is around the time after Mike Ness that I ran across, and you, you spoke about this in one of your podcasts, I ran across that van with the women on top. Yes. So that was, um, what we found out was that that was a radio station. Okay. And they were they did like a promotional thing for them where they just had naked chicks uh, on top. And then what happened, other chicks didn't know that they were like, paid to do that so yeah. like they just start getting up there and there's like a sea like dawn of the dead around the mall like yes. of men with like <laughs> you know and there's like young boys like jesus like yeah. you know what i mean so you saw that yeah so you didn't take I was, pictures because you're no, a nice guy yeah <laughs> so uh, you mentioned this um that uh the van they were on uh there were two total babes and then they somehow coaxed a, a normal attractive woman up there and uh they were selling cameras out of that van Jesus yeah, I don't Christ. remember. I want to say ten dollars. That is maybe so fucking dollars. Yeah, isn't that fucking dark? Uh, yeah, um, and I I refuse to take pictures with my camera. Uh, just because it would have been too good. They would have been too sexy. And <laughs> the, the pictures they would have been too hot, man. Too hot to handle. <laughs> and I remember this really attractive brunette up there, and she goes, "Hey guys, guess what? We're strippers." And the guy in front of me. <laughs> the guy in front of me shouts, "No s," you know, like of course, of course. No, you know, yeah. like, uh, and uh, you know, me, Midwestern guy, I was like, wow, she's really pretty. Oh, she's a stripper. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, which is now like basically the only kind of people I hang out with. Uh, <laughs> great, great folks. I have not a negative word in, uh, to say about them. Not a negative bone in my body to uh, express uh, to them. Hats off to uh, topless women everywhere. No, yeah. that was awful. You got to cut that out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't do that on this show. <laughs> Woodstock 99 did not cut things out. But so you see this, and I mean, isn't that just such a crazy fucking thing, though? Like, just to see men act like that. I mean, as a dude, like, I would be like, what are these fucking, like, look at these fucking assholes. Look at these losers. You it know didn't what I mean? surprise me. 
Well, it's not surprising, but to see that many and it's so hot, yeah. there's so many other things to do. You're at fucking Woodstock yeah. and you're trying to get a $10 disposable camera to take picture of some chick that gets <laughs> naked for a fucking living, dude. Like, you so know. I don't, I don't remember what day it was. I'll go into this little story. Uh, there around the drum circle, I was, I, when I would pass the drum circle, maybe I'd hang out for five or 10 minutes and just watch. And I grabbed some pictures of that. Yeah, you have great drum stock pictures. I'm you gonna, think I'm so? Gonna, yeah, I'm going to have right. to put some of those up for sure. Because what the drum stock stuff really shows is how gritty and nasty it is. The people are so weathered from yeah. just standing out in the open the whole time. None of them went to go watch the mask and catch some shade. They're just out yeah. there. I mean, the sunburns are growing. They're getting redder and redder. The trash is overflowing because all the trash cans are being pulled into this central area where everyone can just bang on them. There's people that are priding themselves and being there the entire time. So it's really this glimpse into the, like the hedonism of Woodstock 99. Yeah, yes. but it's generally positive though you know what i mean yes uh one, one of my favorite pictures and artifacts when uh they I, I remember showing you my artifacts and there was this green cup i was like yeah i found this green cup and then we see in the pictures there's a guy using one of those green cups to pound yeah. on the drum oh, i love that one no, yeah no, that, yeah that, that, it's that. like oh it all links up so here's another uh crummy story from woodstock 99 i'm standing around the drum circle and there's a a young man, uh, he looked Spanish, not that it mattered, and he seemed kind of angry, and he was kind of pacing, and and he was kind of dancing or angry, and I assume he was drunk or high. I'm not sure which or both. And these three young women who were probably, they looked like high schoolers to me, maybe they were 18, were kind of standing there, and he kind of looks at them aggressively, and he takes his penis out of his pants and he starts to kind of simulate masturbation jesus or actual try to masturbate and these these young 18 year old women go oh you know like young 18 year old women right. do skirt scream and yeah, laugh scream and, and, run, and, because a man's exposing himself and run here, away yeah. and i'm like i think and they they took off as soon as that happened and and uh i think i remember thinking i think i just witnessed a sexual assault i mean you, kind of 100 percent. Right? Yeah. no and okay so let's talk about that for a second i mean obviously this is the most serious aspect of woodstock 99 we always tread lightly on this because we don't want to seem insensitive ever because it is you know very insane just that moment that that tiny thing i mean those girls some of them might not even remember that that fucking happened you know oh, what I, I bet mean? they did. I, I bet they, but but you know what I mean with, with all. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But like that's so that. it's so off the cuff. It's so casual. It's yeah. so, and, and like you just walking through the crowd and you're seeing this shit happen. Yeah, you yeah. definitely witnessed like a serious felony crime. That guy would be locked up for that shit. But at Woodstock '99, I mean, this stuff is really starting to become yes. prevalent. Especially you know if you're a young woman, you're running into this stuff, and that's just one example. And I mean, I think you might be our first like. Well, with the exception of uh, the guy that you met at the event, Mike Schreiber, our, mm -hmm. our other survivor. I mean, he had pictures of women getting crowd surfed and, you know, and it's like groped, a series yeah. of them. Yeah, getting groped and having their clothes tore off and stuff, which is like terrifying. Um, but I mean, even you, like, you know, you're eyewitness to a, yeah. just a casual sexual assault and no one did anything. It probably happened in like a blink of an eye and then exactly. you just continue. Two it, seconds. Yeah, and two then, seconds. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, again, that's like a life change. It's very traumatic. You know what I mean? And again, like that yeah. guy might not remember he did it. You're absolutely right. I, I bet both. he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> he no, seemed yeah. really out of it. And, yeah, yeah. And it probably wasn't the first time that day. Definitely yeah, not like, at the festival. You know what I mean? And think about how many other people are doing that. It's so fucking crazy. Were you see, like, did you see any other stuff like that? Or like, were, were you I really, privy to what was going on with the women? I really didn't. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, that was that was the worst thing that I saw and pretty much the only bad thing that I saw that like that. Right. Yeah. God, because fuck. I would stay out of the pit. And I would just be walking around and I'd be looking for pictures to take. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. Doing like the actual Woodstock '99 yeah. thing, not just being a fucking savage. So yeah, yeah. So then Brian Setzer, Swing Revival, yeah, me- was... me- mega '90s thing. Were, were you into the Swing Revival stuff at all, or was it just uh, like, oh, I got to catch Brian Setzer? You know, he's big. He's Brian Setzer was, was cool. Um, uh, that's kind of. Uh, I hate to say it's gimmicky that that swing thing. Uh, it was big in the '90s, right? It had right. that re- revival a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the movie Swingers, uh, the Gap commercials with like the swing dance for the khakis. That was like a there, big part like, of it. Cherry pop and daddies. Cherry pop and yeah, daddies. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So he, I remember Brian Setzer putting on a good show. Yeah, no, he sounds great, he and fine. he had a giant big band up there. And it's yes. funny because when you watch a band like Bush or like even Offspring, like again through the pay-per-view feed, they sound like shit. Yeah. But then you watch a band like with as complex of a setup as like a big swing band, you know, seventeen plus people, and it sounds great. Yeah. It's like, how did you not fuck this up? But like, you <laughs> couldn't get a four-piece fucking rock band right when you've been doing that all fucking day, you idiots. I mean, I'm sure as a sound dude, like now, like if I were to show you some of these flubs, you'd just be like, fuck, dude, yeah. like god damn it. But again, yeah, no, it was great. And uh, so that that actually reminds me, um, I forgot her name. Jenna Elfman was it? She played uh, Dharma and Dharma and Greg. Yeah, I think that was Jenna and, Elfman. Yeah, yeah and, and she was the announcer. She was like the okay. MC that announced Brian Setzer. Do, do you remember any celebrities on stage besides like Wavy Gravy, who was an, uh, who was one of the MCs? But uh, I mean, they had like Rosie Perez was one. One of the Baldwins was one. So I remember walking by a stage with Rosie Perez speaking, and I remember because I was such a star monger at that time, thinking oh, I should walk over there and just see her talking, but I was on my way to something better. Right. And and I remember thinking, oh, I didn't see Rosie Perez talking. Now I would look at it like, eh, big deal. Yeah, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, but at the she, time, I, I was like, oh. she announced DMX. Okay. Yeah. I just remember her speaking on stage, and I remember her voice sounded nervous. Yeah, I'd be nervous too. I mean, because everyone was screaming, you know, the same thing, show us your tits, show us your tits. <laughs> and she does kind of the Sheryl Crow thing where she's like, you really want to see him? You really want to see him? She's like, go rent, do the right thing at Blockbuster. And like, everyone's like, oh, you know, but like uh, Stephen Baldwin, he comes out and he's like, kind of has his arm around her and you can see him saying, you can't hear him, but he's saying, don't do it. Oh, don't yeah. do it. Cause he, he doesn't okay. know that she's about to make a fucking joke. Right. And he's, he's like, fuck, it's what's like, please like, don't yeah. fuck up your career by showing your tits yeah. at Woodstock 99. <laughs> and so she doesn't, uh, which, you know, good for her, but yeah, that's okay. So you were around one of the celebrity MCs, but didn't really catch it. I remember her saying something. It was something about something along the lines of free Tibet or something. She was talking about something. But anyway, yeah, I remember Rosie Perez. I remember uh, a a little person introducing Kid Rock. Am I right on that? Yes, Vern Troyer. Okay. uh, Mini-me. All right, yes. And he also, uh, well, well, he introduced Limp Bizkit. Okay. Um, yeah, and yeah, he he does the whole Limp Bizkit thing. He's wearing like a leather rocker outfit. So maybe that's what I'm remembering. There's a chance that's what I'm remembering. Yeah, and he was, I mean, he might have been the biggest star there that entire week. Yeah. I mean, Austin Powers, too, was fucking yeah, it was huge. massive. Yeah. And that leads us into this next person. You saw Elvis Costello, who was in Austin Powers, too. Oh, I don't I don't remember that. Yeah, this, uh, the dance scene with uh, Mike Myers and Heather Graham, when he's okay. like, Elvis Costello and Burt Bacharach, and he plays, uh, what do you get? Okay, ball. yes. That, I feel like, my theory is that's the only reason Elvis Costello was booked to play this. Because it, it was a weird addition, you know what I mean? Yes, that is. It is a weird addition. Uh, that's a that's a good thought. Yeah, I'm thinking like, oh, well, fuck it. Austin Powers yeah. is huge. That's the guy. Like uh-huh. everyone, and he plays that song. And But his set, he just played acoustic guitar and he had a piano, uh, a pianist on stage yes. with him. Uh, one of the only baby grand pianos on stage the entire festival. And yeah, I mean, it's really mellow. People seem to be really into it. Sunday as a whole seems really kind of weird in comparison to even the other two days because there's not as much 
aggressive stuff there there was a couple bands but for the most part it seemed like it was like a, a simmering down kind of a thing that just didn't work yeah uh you know what i mean because yeah, yeah you have elvis costello doing it really mellow and he even says like this is from austin powers or whatever and everyone goes fucking ape shit for that moment and yeah. he plays this song and like even the pay-per-view cameras used to see like couples sitting in the grass and stuff did you watch his entire set yes i did because i was there to see jewel oh yes <laughs> uh, another like moment where it's just like let's simmer down See, Jewel to me marks kind of like the calm before the storm because uh, it, it, it's like from what you can see in the footage, it's a little overcast and it's really quiet. There's still guys yelling and stuff, but there seems to be this crowd like captivation that's happening where everyone is really focused in on her and, you know, she can handle her stuff. She plays yes. great. She sings really good. She has these like really deep songs that are, are really like, you know, long and big and, and great. And I feel like that's kind of just like catch your breath now, guys, because you're going to fucking need it. For later. You yeah, know I mean? That's yes. how like the jewel set always struck me. But I mean, when you were there, I'm sure you weren't thinking like things are about to get fucked no, up. You know what I mean? Not at not. all. Not at all. Um, I, I'm not a Elvis Costello fan. So I was, I was sitting it out for, I mean, Oh, I'll see Elvis Costello cause he's a legend and I at least respect him. Right. And then jewel, I think, it, you know what was happening at this point? It was getting to be Sunday and I hadn't seen enough bands. I was seeing oh. movies and I'm like, hang on, I got to start taking advantage of this because I've paid $150 to get in here. So that's probably why I started seeing uh, tromping around to Mike Ness and Brian Setzer and Elvis Costello. And then uh, who ever last? I saw ever last in here somewhere, too. And I was very impressed. Really? I, I liked him because we just watched that set. Yeah. And uh I don't want to, because this episode is going to come out before that one. I don't want to say too much, but it is like an avant-garde fucking weird thing, man. Because when you listen to Everlast, like music like that, like his big hit, what it's like or whatever, yeah. it's, you know, it's like hip hop based yeah. folk kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And it's like singer songwritery and, and it is good. Like it sounds good. But when they played for some reason, they did like, I mean, I don't know if you remember it. But they sounded fucking weird as shit. They use like the weirdest tones. Everything's off. That's probably bass. why I liked it. And he talks like this. <laughs> and like, like he's got like, oh, the white boys are here. And like, it's literally what he says. He says the white boys are in the building. Uh, but it sounds so fucking crazy. But I, I'm guessing people enjoyed it. Did you? Do you remember him playing Jump Around? Because he was in House of Pain. That, that's yeah. where that's where he was from. That that big. I would have, I would have dug that. Because they didn't play it the way yeah. it sounds on the record. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> no, they so did a I weird, don't, I don't fucked have, up rendition of it. I dude. don't have any good memories of that. I remember enjoying Everclear uh, or Everlast, <laughs> but I don't remember what what day I saw him. That that was that was uh, Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. So that would okay. that would have been right before Elvis Costello. Oh, then, here I have it on there. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Three o'clock. So so here's what I did. I saw Everlast. Uh, and then I sat through Elvis Costello because I had to see more bands, and I thought, why not see Jewel? She's popular. And then we got rained on during Jewel. Right. Okay. And then God, um, I wish I was there for that, and, <laughs> well, and then could get airlifted out. <laughs> uh, by but here Jewel by it says I, Jewel five thirty rain, so I split, <laughs> and then I was back to the tent by six. And that's just like to recoup. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So I didn't see much of Jewel. It was just another 
tick it off my list. Right. <laughs> There's right. Jewel. I saw her. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because, yeah, I was like, man, this guy, like, he did see a lot of fucking movies at this place. Yeah. yeah it's funny that you, like, finally realized on the last year, like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember going to those movies. I'm glad I wrote it down because if you would have said, hey, you saw Pulp Fiction at Woodstock 99, I would no, I didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. by that point, I'm sure you saw it enough times to where, like, they all kind of blend yeah. together. So then uh, Collective Soul. I could hear Collective Soul from my tent, which I would guess is the... They were on West Stage. Yeah, West Stage. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Then um, I decided at that point, hey, I'm going to go get my video camera. Why not? And it was in my car, and they were letting people come in and out, and the walls were down. So I could come in and out no matter what. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) So so you're starting to see kind of the breakdown of the infrastructure. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously the toilets by that point were fucked, and the mud was everywhere. Um, And then, yeah, so you're seeing the wall turn. I mean, was it – like a lot or was it just like oh this part of the wall no, is was messed up or was it down like, wow. <laughs> the, the wall near uh, my tent was all the way you know the, the whole length was down and i have vague memories i don't know if they're real or not of taking a nap and waking up to a loud crashing sound which would have been the walls being pushed down by hooligans jesus christ uh, yeah gate crashers and even people inside the festival mm-hmm. it's almost like they were trying to break out you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Not even trying to get yeah. fuck in, but trying to break yeah. out. Uh, and then uh, okay, so, so yeah, the... then uh, I, I headed towards my car. Uh, it was dusk, and I took this cool picture. Um, I don't know if if you ever saw it. Here, let me grab it real quick. This is great for uh, podcasting when we look at pictures. Oh no, I love it. Yeah, no, and again, folks, like I'm gonna put all this stuff up on on our Patreon. This will be a lower tier thing, but yeah, I mean. Oh my so fucking god, dude! Jesus Christ! So that's the I am, beginning of the end, <laughs> and, and this actually kind of um, solidifies what what we had learned was that the fires they didn't start in they started out in the campgrounds and most of them kind of started as like a bonfire type thing yes. or just like a campfire and then of course they'd get out of hand. People had a lot of trash to burn. They had a lot of shit that they didn't want to bring with them. So fuck yes. it, throw that in the fire. Exactly. There was so much garbage to burn. I mean, this is literally a pile of. I mean, I can see sleeping mats in there, plastic cups everything and it looks like a woman's fleeing i think uh, from what i remember she like lit it and and or like helped like whatever she threw on that fire made it flare up and she was like i'm out of here but she probably could have walked away no it's amazing though but that's you're right i mean that is when it starts and so it's starting to get dark now Mm -hmm. and yeah the people are making fires it's the last day i'm sure spirits are high but also worn out you yes. know what I mean? And, and the prices are starting to get gouged at certain vending stands. I don't know if you noticed that at all. Like if you like, oh, like that's more expensive than it was before. Or if you were just. I knew water went up in price. Yeah. But I, I don't remember a lot of that because I was. Because you were doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. You were doing your thing. <laughs> and, it was, and it was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's an amazing fucking picture. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll, we'll be putting that one up. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So then uh, that was on my way from my tent to the car. I got to the car and it was so, it had been so hot, obviously. My batteries for my uh, camera were kind of low. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, well. Right. And I just, I made them last as long as possible. And I got over two hours, probably three hours of footage that I haven't this seen is, in 20 years. <laughs> this is another mystery tape. Yes. This is like, uh, I mean, when you told me that you got that going, like, yeah, I mean, it's been tough talking about Woodstock 99 as long as I fucking have. And yeah, like, it's, it's very rare to get excited about yeah, shit I bet, now. I bet. <laughs> that made me excited. So I, I can't wait to, to just throw that so shit on. What I did was, okay. So at nine 40, I was at my car in the parking lot and I write, I write down here at 10 PM chaos. 
Now, uh, at some point, the chili peppers end. And I remember hearing that he said it looks like Vietnam out there. I remember yeah, distinctly. Now, yeah. Hear, okay. Yeah, but same difference. Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing that. And uh, I started filming. Everyone was coming towards me, and I was going in. And uh, I was filming different stuff. And then as I got to the field, I'm like, oh, there's fires and stuff, man. I, I, I'm pretty sure I could see the fires from quite a bit away. And I ended up going down to the front of the stage. And there were people milling about, and there was tons of garbage there. And um, I had my camera out, and there's just this mom and daughter poking through the garbage, and uh, and I'm like, hey, hey, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we're just looking. I said, oh, where are you from? Oh, we're from Rome. (laughs) We just came. Just scavengers. (laughs) And she goes, look, I found a a dog tag, someone's dog tag. Now, who knows if it was real military fallen, dog tag. A fallen just soldier a, yeah. of the Woodstock 99 <laughs> battlefield, you know. She goes, you want it? And I'm like, no, I don't want <laughs> I probably should have taken it. Yeah, now I'm surprised but, you didn't. Uh, I realized at that point, people are going to talk to my camera. And so I oh. went around. I probably got 10 different interviews. And I would just walk up to – and I was, I was amazed. I'm a shy – at the time, I was a really shy Midwestern boy. And I was amazed that everyone – 90% of the people I put my camera in front of said stuff, like complete sentences that made sense about what was going on. I, I think there was one guy who was just like, I don't know, man. Belligerent, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So this is, this is it, man. It, I never felt in danger during these riots. It was very odd. Um, this was part of, hey, let's see how far we could push this. I believe I'm the only one with video of the tower that one of the delay stacks being pushed over. I haven't seen video of that. I've seen pictures of them down and we've seen pictures of people climbing on them and stuff, yes. but to actually see it fall. No, I, I haven't seen that. So yeah, that's cause I mean like MTV and like all the, like the proper news sources were all, yeah, we're getting the fuck out of Dodge. Cause like, you know, they're, they're, it's in our intro to the show and it's like, we had to get airlifted out of here. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. like that's an MTV reporter. So they were all gone. So yeah, I mean, it was left to the people on the grounds to, to shoot that stuff. Yes. You know, so that's fucking crazy. God damn. I mean, were you seeing violent behavior like outside? I mean, obviously you didn't feel unsafe, but did it seem like that or did it seem like everything was directed towards the festival? Here's uh, yes. Towards the festival. Great point. It was anger towards the festival. Um, There's one point where I almost, it's so, it's just, okay, let me collect my thoughts here. I have this on video somewhere. There are guys in yellow shirts trying to put out a medium-sized fire, medium to small. It's just like, and he's had enough. You know, he's been there three days. And this little hippie boy comes up to him and says, can I help? Can I help you? And he drops his metal pole, like you can hear it clang on the ground, and he comes at him, like, get out of here. Yeah, like, you destroyed this stuff. Get out of here. And the boy's like, I'm just trying to help, man. I'm just trying to help. And this guy, this yellow shirt guy, has had enough. And he he just wants to put out this fire. He doesn't want anyone around him who's not yellow shirt. Well, <laughs> they were being so they were actually being attacked. Okay, the, the, the peace patrol folks because they and and they're even being told like because there's a radio 
transcriptions of like them saying like take off your fucking peace patrol shirts like they're coming after you guys oh, and uh or like you know surrounding them people were throwing stuff at them chasing them down like whatever and yeah I so i'm sure that it was just like this paranoia kind of thing like oh, i don't like get the fuck away like it's yeah. just it like i know these people but they were even the security guards were fucking with each other too like uh because they all stay in barracks and they were getting robbed from each other like people would come oh, in and like steal the shit from people's lockers and stuff yeah like off, off their shift Chaos. and then a lot of them just took off their shirt during yeah. their shift and then went and had fun at Woodstock. Yeah. Fuck. Wild, man. So, so, uh, so what was it? You said metal pole. It, like, well, he was like a rake like or a, something. Like he was okay. trying to spread the fire out to put it out. Okay. And, and he was just working on it. That's what I remember. Who knows? Could have been a hose. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we yeah, can yeah, watch yeah. the video together someday. There we go. Uh, so the stacks, the stack, one tower they pushed over and it was almost anticlimactic i remember and i have this on video like there's there's a guy right at the end runs underneath where this tower and you can hear me on the video saying get out of there like he's gonna hear me 100 yards away but it's and the tower falls over and everyone cheers but there wasn't an explosion or anything it was no, just, no but, just... but everyone was yeah and then the guy there's people climbing on it one guy goes to the very top and he's kind of dancing and lord of the flies yes and then there's kind of a bigger fire that I go by, and I, I've seen pictures that such people like Rolling in Rolling Stone magazine, and I have video of that same fire. It was a popular fire. Yeah, <laughs> the cool kids fire. Yeah. Uh, and, and I have clips of people throwing like whatever they could find. I remember pallets specifically, and I remember what I now realize is uh, a crate that would hold um, gear, and they were let's throw this in the fire you know there's anything they could get yes. and then the, and is the looting happening now at this point too like are you seeing people like ransack stuff okay, as you so walk through this is a good segue so uh i'm just keep walking back towards my tent slowly filming and then uh there's the semi trucks the semi trucks are now open and people are taking stuff out of the semi trucks uh somehow those semi trucks start on fire and that's where woodstock 99 ends because at that point, it's out of control and it's an official riot because right. there are there are people that are losing money. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly, and it's actual property and it's, yeah, and it's yeah, it's not bonfires of trash. It's it's fucking big rigs on fire and yes. there's there's tons of photos of that. Uh, you can you can look up photos of like the burnt out trucks online and stuff and it's it's pretty incredible. I mean that it started getting like that. Now were there police around at that well, point? Well, here's they the deal. Here, the, as far as I remember, and I'm pretty sure I have this on tape. At that point, when those go up, all of a sudden, you finally hear sirens. And those are probably fire sirens, firemen. Right. And so finally, it's kind of like, okay, this is getting worse, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. There's the fire. There's, okay, let's put the sirens on. We're done. Jesus. We're done with these guys. And so what happened from there is the police came in. They slowly marched us back, back, back to our tents. And they did it really slowly and just a line of police. And uh, I showed you video earlier, again, talking right. visuals on podcasts. But it's all good. <laughs> we'll share. I mean, this entire thing is fucking, it's a, it's a visual uh, uh, topic. But. So eventually they got to the drum circle, uh, uh, drum stock, and uh, you can hear on my videotape, you can hear people going like, boo, because they stopped the drum circle. The drum circle, well, as soon as the drum circle right. ended. And which was going on this entire time, folks. So keep in mind, like picture in your head, this guy's walking around with this, this camcorder filming shit. The fires are going. You start hearing sirens. But all the while, throughout this entire thing, in the background. It's yes. fucking crazy. Yes. So the, like when they broke it up, 
were they just like everyone get the fuck out of here or was it like uh were, were people grabbing other drums like to continue well, it elsewhere what i saw and i have a little bit of video of this is some people were like you're not no our drum circle is oh going to continue God. and like i i think i have a, a a dark shot of two two guys with plastic uh uh drum drums drums or <laughs> trash cans because those are easier to carry than the metal ones and as people would beat on these the metal ones would collapse into like you know get all bent up and right. collapse on yeah, the ground yeah. so uh they like ran away with these drums and they were like trying to beat it keep it going hey keep God. it going uh, but the drum circle was done. Now, around this time, also when the drum circle ended, they got a hold of the ATMs. And right. they were there. I was I stayed away from that because that's a felony, breaking into an ATM. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were taking the ATM and uh, putting it, you know, I don't know how many dudes, above their, above their head and letting it smash to the ground. Um, now, you, I believe, in one of your episodes said those ATMs had been empty since day one. Yep. So it didn't matter. Nope. nope. <laughs> and, and a lot of them that they couldn't even get open. And then when they did, yeah, they'd just be empty. And I mean, there's tons of, of footage and, and interviews with people and like, you know, coverage in magazines where they talk about, yeah, there'd be like this, you know, half hour line to get to the ATM. And but then no, but no one was like saying like, it's empty. They're yeah. just like, fuck. And then they'd walk away. And then the next person would come up, fuck. And like, it just like this, like, like lemmings, like just a succession of people being disappointed and no one helping each other out, uh, which, you know, at the original Woodstock, there seemed to be a lot of people helping each yes. other out. And that's kind of what pulled it through and made it such a thing at Woodstock 99. It was truly like an every man for himself, even if it's like the collective man being the mm -hmm. crowd versus the festival man being the infrastructure, you know what I mean? It was kind of, no one was on each other's side at, yes. at that point, unless you're all trying to break into an ATM. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I believe I found, and I have this on videotape. I believe I found the empty cash boxes and I was really tempted to grab one as a souvenir. Again, I did not want to go to jail for 10 years. Yes. So I just, it's on the ground. You can, you can see me kick it a little bit. And you probably would have been the only person to get caught. Yeah, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all, all the guys that actually smashed the <laughs> fucking thing open, they're just like, oh, move on the next thing. And they're like, you! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a cash box. Yeah. Um, so I, start, I kept heading back towards my tent slowly, and then I came upon an emergency scene where uh, uh, one of the they had what amounted to just box trailers, which almost looked like half of a semi truck uh, that they used as trailers for, I don't know, counting cash, getting stuff done, organizing stuff. Well, some kid had climbed on it or probably multiple people and they were rocking it back and forth. This trailer fell on a kid. It, you know, it fell his way. He was on top of it. Right. Crunch. Uh, from what I remember hearing, um, he had broken his leg and oh. there were emergency crew there and he was kind of moaning and I was filming and I think I took some pictures. Uh, I don't can't remember if I was filming or not, but anyway, I took some pictures and this little hippie girl next to me said, I can't believe people are taking pictures of this. And it just struck me like, Oh yeah, I'm taking pictures of this man who's hurt. I feel kind of bad. And I said, Oh, I'm really sorry. You're right. And I put my camera away but she continued on. Of course. <laughs> and like she was like, I can't believe it. I can't so take pictures of this. And finally to the point where her boyfriend said, Hey, he said he was sorry. 
he's not taking pictures anymore. Yeah, and then, <laughs> but also it's like there's – But now – well, here's where I'm yeah. going with this. Nowadays, there would be 100 cameras on that scene, not filming and taking pictures, and it's no big deal. But 20 years ago, things were much different. Right. Well, and I, I yeah, I was, I was going to make the same point. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you hear that all the time. Like everyone's like, why is everyone just filming? It's like, I don't know. Cause that's what you, that's what you do now. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's like, there's some level of responsibility just as like, you know, you, you're taking all Documenting. this stuff in. You remember yeah. it's like, yeah, you got a doc. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like you were, what are you going to do? Go over there and make a splint and wrap his leg up. It's, it's <laughs> right. like, yeah, take a, yeah. take a picture. There you are know people what I mean? taking like, people care need of to know this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's funny, but yeah, I can totally just picture like the uppity chick. Like, yes, I exactly. New you, York. But, see, she was in New York. And I'm I'm Midwest. She's probably a New York woman who is used to spouting her mind. Right. And I'm just I feel so bad. Uh, and well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah. I mean, shit. You, you got to be. Yeah. That's that's fucking funny. But yeah. No. You're totally right. And that kind of seems to be one of these overall themes of Woodstock '99 is this unaccountability. Like, you're anonymous for the most part because there wasn't everyone with a cell phone filming everything. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you can do these kinds of things and like collectively as a group and no one's going down for this kind of stuff. Like unless you had an actual yes. camera, you're not taking pictures or you're not, you know, it, it just wasn't a thing like it is now. Nowadays, everyone is aware of the fact that everyone has a camera in their pocket. And that at any point in time, if you're at a major event, you're everything's being filmed from a hundred different angles. Yes. Whereas back then there was a, a real kind of like anonymity deal happening where no one cared. Cause you know, you're not, you might as well not be there. Yeah, great point. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre. So, so I headed back to my tent, um, and uh, I, I think this is where I saw the glow sticks being thrown after I went to bed. I don't know. Maybe it was the first night. I, I mean, don't I'm know. I'm sure people were still stealing glow sticks <laughs> and still fucking throwing them. I'm sure that wasn't just a one-time thing. Uh, so I, I vaguely remember seeing people walking around with, hey, that guy's got four sleeping bags. There's probably... They look brand new, you know, Right. Yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're yeah, looted. Yeah. I remember an ace tent hearing or seeing an ace tent getting looted. Uh, any, anyway, so I woke up the next morning and it's like a war zone. It's foggy. Uh, I start heading back towards the field. I come across uh, people standing in front of a line of police officers who have been there all night. And I have my camera out and I'm filming and I keep walking to the right. And I, I want to say this is, what's the smaller East stage? The West stage. West stage. Yeah. I want to say this was like the border of the West stage. And I had my camera out and I kept walking and the police line ended and I walked around the police line and I just kept walking and I couldn't believe no one said, Hey, stop. <laughs> they well, that's kind of how like the Great Wall of China ends. Like if you I go get, to the very oh, yeah. end of the Great Wall of China, you can just walk like around <laughs> it. Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's fucking hilarious. Oh my God. And so uh, that found me in the middle of, of chaos and there was just pretty much reporters there were people who were still manning their tents they must have slept uh when i say tents i mean manning their uh, uh like vending booths yes yeah. vending booths uh so th there were those people there like i think there was a little coffee shop that was open for um the uh, uh um, media people yeah of course so i snapped some pictures i took some more video and i took video until i, I just remember my my video camera's beeping and I'm just going in a slow circle in the middle of one of the fields where, where right between the two stages were just a mass of, of stuff and where garbage and where I got the, the, uh, the Buck Cherry shirt. Yes. Yes. Which he is wearing <laughs> right now. Yeah. No, we're going to get a picture. And the, the Lost Lobo CDs and the dollar bill that I found right. in the middle oh, of I all this. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just went in a circle until it. 
crapped out and my batteries are dead. All my batteries are dead. And that was that. So it's like kind of, it's like secondhand looting. It's like, no, I didn't actually take this stuff from like the, this is like, it's basically trash at that point. Well, I never considered myself a looter until right this second. So right. thank you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel really bad. <laughs> I, I think uh, Buck Cherry's fine uh, missing the sale of that one shirt. Uh, <laughs> it was on the ground. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. It's like, it might as well have been trash at that yes. point. You know what it I mean? It was going to be trash. Yeah. And I mean, Jesus Christ, I can only imagine all the other stuff that was, you know, left around. But I love that you hung on to that stuff. I mean, at, in, I mean, obviously, in retrospect, we understand the severity of the whole deal. But at that time, when you're walking around those grounds the morning after, were there's, was there something in your head going like, well, this was obviously a huge deal. I should hang on to this stuff? Or was yes. it like, oh, this is like a fun thing I did. Let's get some souvenirs. No. Or was it more of like a historical context? Historical to context, most definitely. Yeah. I'm like, I witnessed the end of 1990. I witnessed the end of the decade or the century yeah. <laughs> today. Yeah. This is the end of rock and roll 1999, you know? Yeah. This, that was the ultimate of, of <laughs> yeah. the nineties. Yeah. That was, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really crazy. I mean, so now like looking back uh, on, on all that stuff here, well, here's good what, and bad. Give us, give us the good and the bad. Yeah. Here's what I think. I look back at the lineup and I say to myself, I can't believe I went to this this lineup that had none of, none of the bands that I like, but I uh, I realize I I look deeper at it and I realize why I went and I'm glad I went um, just for the historical significance uh, and it really grew me as a person. Like here, I was in the middle of a riot and I I wasn't nervous. I realized you know it it uh, realized what was going on made a level of maturity to me. I actually took a camera and talked to people through the camera, right? And they talked back. I have, I mean, this is the beginning of a documentary that was never completed. Right. Well, you know, here we are. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's it is really crazy. And I mean, they did just a little bit of news about it. Obviously, this this year, two thousand nineteen, marks the twentieth yes. anniversary, and there was a little bit of coverage about it, uh, especially like during the actual anniversary. And of course, yeah. we did the event and and everything like that, which was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I I was pleased with it. But of course, Great. you know, it, it the exhibit was so cool because I mean. Like the Los Lobos CDs were some of my favorites because they're covered in mud. Like they looked like they were <laughs> yeah. from Woodstock '99. Yes, you know what I mean. Like the other things like that I knew were from there, but you know, and it says Woodstock '99 on them. These CDs looked like they were fucking from there, and that they were picked up from you know the ashes of this burning mecca yes. of a festival. There really hasn't been anything like that since. Why do you think that is? Like where another festival hasn't really melted down like that. People say Firefest, that's a Ponzi scheme. That's not the same thing yes, at all. Yes, no. So, like, uh, people here were really upset about the tickets, about how expensive it was and how they felt like they were treated like cattle. It was a very young crowd, um, a lot of college kids who were just, I don't know if they were there for, I was there for the music and for it being Woodstock. Maybe they were there just to have fun. Right, and yeah, fun yeah. comes in all different uh, shapes and I don't know. And sizes. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to, I mean, did you go to any other like big festivals since then? Like, have you been to like any of the Coachellas or any of that kind of stuff? No, was that kind of the... I guess I outgrew it. And, and, um, yeah, the closest I've been to is maybe a multiple artist performance at, uh, at a large venue. Right. That's about it. Have you seen any of the bands that you saw at Woodstock 99 again? Or, or is that it? For maybe uh, Willie Nelson. I know I've, I saw in LA. Okay. Um, Otherwise, not really. Oh, uh, tra tragically hip. I, I actually saw a, a, 
yeah, I didn't see them at 99, but they were there. Right. And I, I used to be a, a huge concert goer, and I was like, oh, the Tragically Hip are 20 minutes away? Oh, I'll go see them. I remember being like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's like yeah, indie rock uh, kind yeah. of sound is, is like that. It's you know, it's it's great uh, to listen to. It's uh, it's just kind of like guys playing music on stage when you go and see it. You know. Well, uh, here's one final story, one final memory of yes. Woodstock '99, and that's as I was driving out on this tarmac, uh, there was uh, a car pulled over by the police, and it was uh, like uh, a hatchback, and it was full of. Like maybe one of those Jeep hatchback things, it was full of contraband, like like uh, uh, sleeping bags and tents and different things, and the top was open and there was a a short, heavy set uh, policewoman. She had her uh, one of those like mountaineer hats on, right? Like the ranger caps, yeah. Yes, and there was a big guy who could have been an offensive lineman on his college team. And he was standing there and his head was down and she was looking at him and she was reading in the riot act and she had her finger out like, what do you think you're doing? You're stealing all this stuff from, you know, these people work hard for their money. You can't be doing this. And the guy was just dejected and I was driving past it and it was just like, well, there you go. And that was it. That was (laughs) the send off. God damn. Well, this has been one of the most comprehensive survivor stories. You saw so much stuff. You took so much stuff. You have more documentation than most of the journalists that were there easily. I'm really glad you appreciate this and that uh, you're doing this. Oh, this no. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I was very excited when you reached out. I'm glad you did. And folks, if you know someone that went to, worked at, or played at Woodstock 99, please contact us at podcast 99 official at gmail.com or on Instagram at podcast99. I'm Ryan Licton. I've been joined by a survivor, Andy, today. Audio Andy, the audio Andy on Instagram. Find me. There we go. And uh, thanks, and we'll see you at Woodstock.